What's up, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the faction powered by Bonner Five Radio. It's your man GB, and whoa! Listen, you know what? It doesn't seem to matter what week it is. Like you figure, okay, after WrestleMania, you know, like after the Super Bowl, it's the calm, and there's not much football news. You know, after the World Series, there's not much baseball news. After the NBA championships, there's not much NBA news, but that's why we're none of them. We're pro wrestling, and there's always news, and we've got it here for you at The Faction. Of course, I'm never alone. I got my good brothers with me, Courtney Beard. What's up, brother? Salute, my people. We are all the way up, and you know what it is. It's another day of The Faction. It is a Wednesday, and we're hyped to be here. Absolutely we are, and believe it or not, we've managed to catch him at an undisclosed location. Maybe he's at the, maybe maybe he's at that uh, infamous Firefly Funhouse. I don't know. It's Brandon oh Clack. What's up, Clack? What's going on, everybody? I'm excited to be here. I'm 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 undercover right now. You know, I'm doing some some co-op missions. So I cannot disclose my location, but uh, it's a good day to talk about wrestling, that's for sure. You know, the last I heard, Secret Intelligence told me you might be somewhere canvassing, I don't know, for All Elite Wrestling? Hmm. Well, I, I, I've just been trying to drop little seeds everywhere, pulling out our quality WWE guys, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just I just think some good things are happening. I'm I'm doing my good work for uh, for my dad. We're, uh, we're working together. I, I see, which would make which would make all the more reason why you'd be around all elite country to make sure they don't get any more WWE guys. I get that. So exactly. I, I know this weekend's usually a big weekend for us outside of pro wrestling. So I've got to ask the question: How was the weekend, guys? Dude, my weekend was great. We launched our pop-up church here in San Antonio, nice. and things were rocking. The theater was hot. It was hype. It was good. Lives were changed. Jesus was exalted, and it was a great thing. Nice. I love it. I love it. Clack, man, how was the holiday weekend for you? It was really good. You know, Memphis was uh, had a buzz there, and everybody was really excited uh, about all yeah. the festivities. And, uh you know, he, he's. Uh, yes. Oh, God. Did, did, did we all God. get knocked up? What happened to us? No, I, I don't know. I, I heard everybody. I can hear everybody. You can hear me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Clack continues, sir. <laughs> That E knocked up was just, that's just brilliant. That's just classic Courtney Beard right there. <laughs> I don't ever want to get E knocked up. Okay? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and we're not referring to Big E, guys. Well, just I mean, he, he, is con- he is convalescing right now, so who knows? Someone might get knocked up. Who knows? Listen, it was just his, his meniscus that was torn that's all it, 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 listen and, and don't you go googling meniscus people <laughs> speaking of speaking of meniscus and, and and knocked up go back to clack uh is it true that there's a new baby clack on the way uh that is not true i don't know where you heard that i thought it was breaking news not pregnant 
She's only pregnant with possibilities. That's it. <laughs> okay. We're just asking for the people. Oh, man. <laughs> Although we probably could use another clack in our world, couldn't we? We could. Yeah, we could. You know, we were talking about it, but one day the girls really got on our nerves and we just said, you know what? No more babies. And I made all the kids in the house went crazy on us. <laughs> How do you know? How do you know it's not going to be a boy and then you can name the boy Memphis? I would never name my son after a city, number one. And number two, it would have to be a boy. I'm, I'm not impregnating Christabel without the guarantees of a boy. So God knows that my thrust has to be supernatural boy thrust that can give her a boy. Lord, in Jesus' name, give him 32 quality thrust. If I can get, I, I think the, 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 the goal is 68 thrusts for a boy. What? I can't think of a real way to put them. But I have heard that if you have 68 quality thrusts under eight minutes, I Under eight minutes, wow. GB, you're the mathematician. How many is that a minute? Uh, sixty-eight. Um, that's sixty-eight. Eight. Yeah, that's about eight a minute. Eight a yeah. minute. So yeah. I, I don't want to just which, know too much of GB's which, personal life. Wait, 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 wait. Eight a minute. Wait, let's let's get better. Eight a minute is basically. Two every fifteen seconds. You're freaking jackrabbit. Oh, who, there you go. Who has that type of stamina and pace? That thing gonna end in the DQ is up to me. <laughs> oh no. Oh, you're getting girls all the time. Is that what that's gonna be? <laughs> Man, yeah, exactly. Either that, or you're gonna end up with a bunch of girls. I mean, oh, I just don't. Geez, no, they're like Montreal. Have one boy. One boy. Do the Here's what's hilarious, guys. This started with talk of Easter and somehow moved into boisterous. I don't understand how this happened. You can't start this conversation. You can't talk about Easter without talking about it is risen. So, oh god, oh god, oh god. So wait, I have a funny story that hopefully will pepper all of this. So it's, oh East, so it's Easter Sunday, and usually almost any morning I wake up before my wife. She just is a late sleeper, but she doesn't have to get up as early as I do. I'm usually up 4.30, 5 on a late day. Um, so it was Sunday. We had a sunrise service, so I had to make sure I was up so I didn't, you know, oversleep or anything. Anyway, she was up when I was up, which was awkward, and it was weird, and I'm like, are you Okay. And she's like, well, I'm kind of in pain, like, uh, and I'm like, okay. So I usually kind of have my morning ritual where I'm just kind of having my downtime or whatever. And um, she texts me and she's like, um, can you come here? I was like, oh, God, please tell me we're not Uh a baby right now. Not Easter. So she's like, did you hear something in the closet? I'm like, no. Did you lock the door? Yes. So I'm like, okay, one scare averted. Uh, when I went to leave, we discovered that the Amazon Prime guy decided to deliver packages at 5 a.m. on Easter Sunday. Why? I have no idea. But anyway, so I'm nervous because I knew she was in pain, and I'm like, okay, are we having this baby today? I hope not. So it's Easter Sunday. I'm sitting on the organ, and my phone keeps going off with text Uh-oh. messages from her. 
which normally does not happen. So when I get a free moment, I check and I'm like, oh my God, if I have to make a great escape out of here, then I will. So she texts me and she's like, I just had the best sleep I've ever had since I've been pregnant. I'm like, okay, cool. Then she was like, but I was really afraid that the baby was coming today. (laughs) She said to the point where she thought about Ubering to the hospital (laughs) because of the level of pain she was having, which I'm like, babe, there's no way on planet earth I'm letting you Uber to the hospital for to, to have our baby so it's crazy so you look, never know well this is what i this is why i'm not really traveling much because i just you know i'm nervous about moments like this but we are in full countdown mode we are under a month i think it's 26 days is the countdown right now so yeah we'll keep you posted this is like counting down to a pay-per-view it really with, is between, between your baby coming in Clack's baby of 2020. <laughs> what? Hey. Why would you say that? No. It could happen. Hey, guys, can, can y'all also do, do do Clack a favor and help him get on Preachers and Sneakers on the Instagram of Preachers and Sneakers? <laughs> I heard that's not the account uh, you want to be on, I, I though. I don't want nothing to do with the internet. I'm sick of the internet. I don't <laughs> want nobody posting me, talking about me. Leave me. I'm going to say the bad word. Help me, Jesus. First <laughs> off. Leave me alone. I feel like the fact that he said internet not internet the internet he is tired of the internet tired of his church oh gosh well Well, Well, just so the world can know he wore yeezys on on easter so go look at him and make sure he lands on preachers and sneakers why are you doing that to him you just no i did not Oh, gosh. Well, listen, if you missed our show last week, you missed a really good one. We had quite a bit of conversation talking about the latest with Sasha Banks. Uh, Should the WWE have an offseason? We talked about the superstar shakeup and more. You got to go back and check it out. Uh, It's the latest episode of The Faction available at bonafideradio.com and wherever you check out your podcasts. Hopefully you are subscribed to The Faction Show. So with that said, we got a new show and a whole lot to talk about this week. Courtney, tell them what's up for today's show. Well, welcome to episode 162 of The Faction right here on Bonafide Radio. We'll definitely talk the Crockett Cup, the NWA Women's Championship. And did you hear about Dustin Rhodes and AEW? We'll jump into the Superstar Shake-Up again with WWE Raw and WWE SmackDown. And where are the Hardy Boys? Good Lord. This is Leo Rush. I came to collect my CFO. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. It's me, DDP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's not a bad thing. That, my friend, is a good thing. Bang! I, 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 I came to collect. Don't tell me I'm not Hands in the fist I came to collect So hand me 
the faction. One, two, three! Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to I Came to Collect That Leo Russian Theme Music by CFO. Take that, Courtney. Give us a rest for this. All right, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, Let's start here. Let's start with Dustin Rhodes, a.k.a. Gold Dust, who has been a staple in WWE. In fact, if my memory serves me correctly, Courtney has referenced uh, Dustin Rhodes, a.k.a. Goldust, as the smoothest second-generation wrestler in history, which caused a lot of controversy, actually. But uh, he has been a loyalist. He's been in the WWE. Uh, well, he first made his WWE debut uh, as The Natural, uh, then came back in 95 as Goldust, spent quite a bit of time there. He spent a, a quick stint again in WCW, then found himself in TNA and returned to WWE, what seemingly was for a rather long time, accomplished quite a bit. But of course, as his brother began launching All Elite Wrestling, a lot of questions came as to what his future would be. Well, he has officially asked for and has been granted his release from WWE. And will make his first wrestling appearance on May the 25th at Double or Nothing at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada, where he will battle his brother, Cody Rhodes. I want to get your thoughts, guys, on Dustin leaving a excuse me, leaving WWE for AEW and a battle with Cody. Clack, you can start. Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I figured Courtney was uh, ruminating on something, but definitely. come on and ruminate. Uh, yes. I think that I think that Goldust uh, has really served the WWF slash WWE well. Uh, I think it was a class act to release him uh, to carry on some legacy and uh, even some future. Uh, things that they want to do as a family together, the Rhodes family. Uh, so hats off to Vince with uh, allowing that release uh, and sending him on his way uh, the proper way, I believe. Uh, but I do think, though, as much as I am not interested in AEW, I do think that this match has the potential to be explosive. Believe it or not, I am actually looking forward to seeing that. Anybody that has been in the WWE that long uh, surely is going to bring almost instant credibility uh, and a heightened level of expectation. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Happy for the Rhodes family. Courtney. 23 titles over his career. His first match was in Tampa, Florida against a guy named Bob Cook in the old Tampa uh, Wrestling Federation that people are very familiar with down there. His father ran it later on in life. Dustin Reynolds or Dustin Patrick Reynolds as we know him Dustin Rhodes as the world of wrestling knows him they have loved this man he has reinvented himself several times he has lasted over three decades in this wrestling industry there are not many people that have lasted three decades I agree with Clack Vince did the right thing let him go with dignity, he served you well. He served your company well. Dustin Reynolds will be a Hall of Famers, and he deserves everything he gets. 
I think it is going to be interesting to see what happens uh, with this particular match. I will say that I think it's a very good look for uh, Goldust. And I think it says a lot about how Vince feels about Goldust in terms of respect. Goldust honored his contract. Goldust uh, did pretty much anything the company asked him to. And certainly in the latter part of his career there, he was not a main eventer th during that time. But he was certainly very, very consistent. Uh, certainly a leader in the locker room. And uh, you can tell by the way he left that there was a lot of respect um, and the like. So I'm excited about that. And I know that our fourth horseman, John Murray, is not excited about this match. But my thought is, you know... First of all, when you when a wrestler leaves WWE for for whatever reason, they have something to prove. And many of them have feel like they have to prove that they can exist and exist well outside of WWE. Uh, there's nothing left for Dustin really to accomplish. So this match really I think definitely will help Cody in the long run, will probably help Dustin as well. Uh, and who knows what'll happen, but I think they're going to tell a story that's going to really make us, again, love pro wrestling. All Elite uh, is doing something I think that, quite frankly, ECW did a really good job at. And uh, for a while, ECW was known for just, you know, uh, gratuitous violence and the like. But then they had a point where they were actually known for wrestling. And they brought about this mixture of guys who could do anything. So if you love gratuitous violence, they had that. If you loved, uh, you know, Lucha Libre, they had that. If you loved uh, catch-as-catch-can wrestling, they had that. And I think All Elite is doing that by bringing in guys like Chris Jericho and bringing guys like Goldust or, excuse me, Dustin Runnels, Dustin Rhodes. You actually have a scenario where you have a different kind of storytelling coming in. So I think this does nothing but raise the stakes of AEW and Double or Nothing. And I think this is going to be very, very interesting. I don't think this is the last time we see Dustin Rhodes. I think he ultimately ends up joining uh, Billy Gunn in the background as either, uh, you know, talent relations, producer, something along that line. But his influence is going to go very far with a lot of the young guys in the locker room of AEW. Hey, uh, quick question. Are, are, well, is this match possibly the second best, even though it hasn't happened, second best brother versus brother match uh, in Bloodline Brothers uh, after maybe Bretton Owen? Because that was a good match. It, it it could be. I think we'll have to see how the match goes down, but uh, I think it definitely has potential. Now, I'm with John. Cody has the ability to tell a very old school uh, story in the ring that is in 2019 is very slow. It's very methodical. It is not action packed. It's not fly around the ring. Uh, but Goldust is different, though. Yeah. Because he can acclimate to any style he's in the ring with. Mm -hmm. So the prayer is that Goldie's calling this thing and not Cody. If Cody's calling it, it's going to be slow. If Goldie's calling it, I think Goldie has a better uh, a pulse of what the fans want in ring. Cody has a better pulse of what the fans want overall. And I think the combination of the two, it's going to create a great moment. You know, I think about the two matches from 
Cody that I remember enjoying the most. One of them being the, actually both of them were the Nick Aldis matches for the NWA Championship. Um, the NWA 70 match I enjoyed because I was there live and it was two out of three falls and they told an amazing story over time. Uh, but that all-in match was an amazing story and there was all sorts of drama involved in it. And I think if they hang the, here's the thing. You have to know where your strengths are. And if your strengths aren't in ring, then do a great job of telling a story, which I think they're going to do. And I think this match is going to stand out in terms of it not, you know, it's not going to be the Lucha Brothers against uh, the Young Bucks. It's not going to be Kenny against Chris Jericho. It's going to be its own standalone thing. And I think it's going to be amazing. I guarantee you, Clay, I can't name one goat, one uh, Cody Rhodes match. He's probably that I I I I would be very shocked if he can name one memorable Cody Rhodes match. Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr. fought Shawn Michaels and Triple H. You're uh, right. I can't remember which pay per view it was, but I I did enjoy that match. It was memorable because they got the stew kicked out of them. Number one and number two, GP, is it possible to find Courtney every time he says Goldie? Do not disrespect Goldust by calling him Goldie. I think you need to be fine. Every Why? time you say that, you need to put a dollar in your fine jar. I love Because I called him Goldie? That's Goldie his nickname. Goldie is disrespectful. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's, a, that's a weird, carnal nickname that you came up with. And I'm going to stick up on behalf of the great, soon-to-be Hall of Famer Goldust and say you will not call him Goldie. So you think Goldust would take off with me because I call? I think he'd love the fact that I, I feel personal, personable enough to call him Goldie. Oh wow! You would make him have to inhale, rub up his pectoral muscles. Let me tell you one thing: if Goldie blew on my face, I'd punch him in the face. Oh lord! And when I tell you, Goldust would kick the stew out of you too. Dude, oh, Goldust, don't don't be beguiled. Goldust is fifty years old, fam. Dude, I'm forty. Do you understand? That's a ten yes. year difference. Kick the stew out of Courtney Beard. The stew. I, I'll I'm tell 40, you what. I'm forty and I got him by a hundred pounds. And yeah. I'm, I'm certain that I'm quicker than him. Well, I'm not certain that you're quicker than him because he's a student of DDP yoga. So I, I would definitely okay. say just because Gold just because he does some stretching in a gym and some pose holding does not mean he's quicker than me. Oh, so see that's see you don't know about DDP. Gold Gold does does yoga and Courtney Beard hangs out with Yogi Bear. Those are the <laughs> only yogas they got in common. Uh, Yogi. And yoga, you can oh, take the practice. Always alone. Wait, hold on, wait, uh, wait. Are you guys serious? Y'all think Goldust can beat me up? Absolutely. Please, please don't be ignorant right and, now. And, and you're, you're just being ignorant. And twice on no. Sunday. And twice on <laughs> twice on when, Sunday. When, when I feel my help, there's no way he can build me when I feel my help. Oh, okay. All what right. What kind of help do you think? I know Mark Henry. Uh, Titus O'Neil and a bunch of other wrestlers. Listen, you tell Goldust who lives in Austin, I'm only an hour away. Come and see me, son. You crazy. You crazy. <laughs> you crazy. crazy. I cannot believe y'all think Goldust could beat me. No, I don't. I actually, I don't think that. So I apologize. Thank you. Thank you, GB. I know he Thank can beat you. you. I'm certain. 
100% certain. Uh, <laughs> so a, a couple of other pieces of news from All Elite. They have signed uh, some additional wrestlers as well, uh, which is actually quite intriguing. So All Elite has signed this tag team that the Young Bucks are really, really high on. They're a tag team called Private Party. They're an African-American team who uh, is the first African-American team out of the HOG camp, uh, which was trained by Amazing Red. And let me just say they've drawn a lot of comparisons to the Young Bucks, which is a very significant deal. Mark Quinn and Isaiah Cassidy are private party, and I promise you, I've seen clips of these guys. These guys are the real deal. So you want to look out for that. Two other signings uh, to talk about in All Elite. One of them involves uh, Peter Avalon, who is known as the librarian. And then there is a young lady by the name of Leva Bates, where if you guys watched, um, if you watched NXT back in the day, a couple of years back, she was known as Blue Pants. So uh, this is going to be an exciting time to see those guys. Now, the other big news coming out of All Elite is we knew that uh, a couple of days before was going to be StarCast 2. And a lot of superstars were signing up to be a part of StarCast 2. We made a lot of uh, we, we talked quite a bit about one of the biggest signings, which would be The Undertaker, who was slated to be there, as was Kurt Angle. Well, I say was because they, they will no longer be attending StarCast. According to an article uh, written in Sports Illustrated, both of them have been issued WWE contracts that they have signed. Uh, when the word went out, so kind of here's how it went down. Uh, these wrestlers uh, outside of WWE had their own booking agents, much like artists do. And so their booking agents took the bookings with no problem at all. Um, and when WWE got wind of it is when the rest of the world got wind of it. And so Vince McMahon pretty much shut it down. So uh, Conrad, uh, who is Conrad Thompson, who's responsible for StarCast, uh, really tried to work with WWE, uh, tried to work with their front office to say, well, is there a way we could get a suitable replacement? One of the replacements that they looked at was having Shawn Michaels and Scott Hall come in and do kind of a play-by-play of their WrestleMania 10 ladder match. Well, that got a no. And then they they offered uh, to have, could they have, which I think was a stretch, to have Vince, Stephanie, or Triple H show up at StarCast. Now, Stevie Wonder would know that that's not going to happen. So naturally, that got to know. WWE went so far as to have all of a sudden a video come out with Shawn Michaels and Scott Hall independently calling WrestleMania 10's ladder match. So basically, there's not going to be much of a replacement for having uh, The Undertaker or Kurt Angle advertised at StarCast and not being there. Now, some of you guys on our Instagram page uh, thought this was a good move. Others of you didn't like it at all. Uh, And many of you wanted to hear what we have to say. So what are your thoughts, guys, on The Undertaker and Kurt Angle no longer being a part of StarCast 2? And Clack, I know you've been waiting to talk about this. Go ahead, sir. Absolutely. I mean, what a brilliant uh, move by the guys. I mean, you know, sometimes I think when you might not feel like your worst is being acknowledged for whatever reason on whatever stage. 
you know, you kind of wander, you, you test the waters. Uh, but but I'm so glad that our true and true guys are going to stay connected to where they belong, the, especially The Undertaker. I mean, right now, other than your little weird, uh, mean Mark uh, Callis or whatever sketch, I don't know what your name was back then, but even though you even had that little weird stint in that godforsaken company WCW, you've really been a loyalist to the WWE, WWF. And so I think it's only befitting that you not go and taint your legacy uh, by doing something that could really hurt your reputation and your Hall of Fame status. So hats off to the guys. So glad we were able to work out a deal. Courtney, what do you think of all this? <clears throat> Man, I'm reading right now on uh, comicbook.com in their wrestling section that they said that Undertaker was charging $25,000 per hour to do anything. So when he showed up, possibly at Fellowship Church, maybe, I don't know, maybe they paid him that. I don't know. But all, all I know is this. Vince McMahon has offered him a lucrative deal for him to turn down $25,000 per hour. Now, Taker could have possibly done 10 of those $25,000 deals for 10 hours worth of work and made $250,000. GB, you're the math guy on this show. So if Taker... Uh, did uh, was that a hundred of them? That's 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 a lot of money. Two point five million dollars. Jesus help us for a hundred hours worth of work. Did you hear that, fellas? For a hundred hours worth of work, two point five million dollars. Let me tell you something. That check hit a whole lot harder when it come from Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. And they throwing that new money around. They throwing that new contract money. Vince McMahon has become the new. Ted Turner. He's, He's literally really paying people to stay at home. Well, and it's funny that you say that because last week we talked about Luke Harper uh, requesting his release from WWE online. There was talk about Sasha Banks maybe trying to do something similar. And the word on the street is that Vince and WWE are not granting requests for release to people who put them online first. So, Listen. The, you know, the, this whole idea of what happened with Ty Dillon, you know, with Ty Dillon. And I think someone here mentioned, maybe you mentioned this before, Clack, that you didn't feel like they should do it online first. Uh, and so apparently WWE feels the same way. And uh, they're not granting releases to people yep. who are mentioning them online first. Which well, but folks is getting that new deal that 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 what, what, what I just had it in my head. Uh uh, NSJ or whatever it's called. I think I spelled it wrong, but just stay home. They getting that just stay home money. Yeah, the the non compete type thing. And I, I, you know, I, I don't. I, here's the thing. And and if we take it out of the sport of wrestling and just look at the professional world, right? Like, uh, if you were to go on social media and say I want to quit my job uh, without telling your employers, probably it would cause you to lose your job. Unless there was a heavy competitive market with which there'd be some sort of re repercussions. But I think in no way is it appropriate to tell the outside world before you tell your boss. But then again, I think Magic Johnson did that two weeks ago. And, oh, my bad. 
Um, so, oh yeah. my yeah. lord! So, didn't he though? I mean, he he, he did. They, you, they, you're well, wrong for that man. I'm not wrong. That's <laughs> that, what happened. That, that's still a fresh wound on some of us. GB. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's yeah. what happened. I mean, well, you know. Can we just say this though? That Magic did it with the owner in the building though. Yeah. That, I mean, that's I mean, like we don't know if brothers is tweeting. I want my release with Vince in the next room. <laughs> you know, you, you just never know. You never know. So very quickly before we take this break, uh, this weekend the big wrestling event is the Crockett Cup, the return of the Crockett Cup, happening uh, in Concord, North Carolina. What a heavy place for NWA country. Uh, and the big news coming out of there is not even the Crockett Cup. It's the fact that Jazz, the women's champion for over 900 days, approaching 950 days, this week abruptly vacated the NWA Women's Championship, citing both personal and medical reasons. She will no longer be able to hold and defend that championship. So a new champion will definitely be crowned this weekend. The battle will be uh, between Sienna, also known as Allison Kay, and Santana Garrett, who is the former WOW Women's Champion. Um, and so while that battle will happen, uh, thoughts on Jazz, who in somewhat of a quiet way has had one of the longest title reigns of the modern era in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, I think Jazz is a Hall of Famer, but I'm so glad she gave up the belt so that way you can get a new fresh start. Uh, she, You know, she has, her, she has her day job. She's not quiet about it. She's a corrections officer in the prison system. She's not quiet about that, but, you know, I'm glad that to see that the title will now get some fresh blood. Hmm. Clack? Is, is this the same Jazz that I remember from uh, Attitude Era? It is. Oh, and wow. she's just I and she's and she's just as tough. Well, you know, anything that is a product of the Attitude Era, I imagine that its stickability is probably just where it was. That was such an added an era of Hall of Famer. So, uh, best of luck to her. Whatever she's doing, I'm sure she'll take her Attitude Era and still prosper where she goes next. Well, oh my gosh, my God, uh, I, I. I actually am concerned for her. Uh, you know, when I had a chance to see her in October, she was dominant. Um, I'm sure this title reign was seemingly quiet for a few reasons. For one, I don't think the NWA was doing a whole lot during those 900 days. So I don't know that that would get the type of fanfare as, say, a Pete Dunne or Kazuchika Okada with their super lengthy title reigns. But with that said, it's still... 900 and some odd days uh you know all the folks who made a big deal about fabulous Mueller's 26 year reign we all know that women at that stage were not wrestling every week um and so i will not diminish her 900 plus day reign uh, i do think it's unfortunate anytime a wrestler has to leave the business citing personal and medical reasons it must be serious um, and so certainly our thoughts and prayers are with Jazz for a speedy recovery. And hopefully she'll be able to either come back and regain that championship or maybe make waves somewhere else. To uh, find just her stay home. Oh, you're cruel. Oh just stay God. home, Jazz. She's, Jazz is, okay, you know what? Jazz would whip you too. All right. Jazz, so, Jazz, boy, 
If it wasn't 2019, you, I'd say some mess. Listen, now you, don't come to me with that, GB. You are crazy if you think if you if you think Jazz as a corrections officer wouldn't whip your tail. Man, she deals with go dudes bigger than you. So with that G- said, <laughs> so she would, would run up on me talking about you going to knock me up. Boy, knock her teeth out. So with that said, oh my God. With that said, uh, when we come back, we're talking Monday Night Raw and apparently the extension of the Superstar Shake-Up. We got to talk about that. And Bray Wyatt's back. And he's got the whole world scratching their head. But right now, let's go to some music from CFO. It's a theme song for Bobby. Now we're going to call him Robert Rude. Uh, still glorious domination. You've got it locked to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. This is Caprice Coleman, and you're listening to the faction on Bonnerfide Radio. That's right. The mount, the style, the grace, the shape, and the face. Support Bonnerfide Radio, the faction. Keep it on, baby.
faction. One, two, three! Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. And you were just listening to Glorious Domination. That's Robert Rude's theme song, CFO, Courtney Raw Recap. WWE Raw was live on Monday night from the Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines or Des Moines, one of them, Iowa. But it was the home of the King and the Beast Slayer. AJ Styles defeated United States Samoa champion Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio to advance to the Raw main event. Naomi defeated WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Billy Kay. That was very comedic. Baron Corbin defeated The Miz and Drew McIntyre to advance to Raw's main event. Sami Zayn told the WWE Universe, Hey, why don't you take a trip? Why don't you just go to hell? I guess it was Easter weekend for him. Cesaro <laughs> defeated Cedric Alexander. NXT Tag Team Champion of the Viking Experience, Viking Raiders, War Machines, War Raiders, whoever defeated the Lucha Lucha House Party. Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Tubelt defeated Alicia Fox, but then Lacey Evans came out and laid hands on her. Again, extension of Holy Week. Uh, Robert Roode with a ravishing Rick Roode style mustache defeated Ricochet and AJ Styles defeated Baron Corbin to earn a Universal Champion opportunity at WWE Money in the Bank. Fellas, what did you think about Monday Night Raw? Clack, I'll defer to you, sir. I think AJ Styles is going to bring almost immediate electricity. I don't know if you all noticed, but just him being on Raw, there's already a new flavor, a new pop. I, I just still have to agree that AJ Styles is the best in the world. So that's first and foremost. Uh, the second thing that I noticed about Raw, that outside of AJ Styles, I don't want to watch anymore. And, and I love Monday Night Raw. But when I tell you this thing was painful, thank God, the NBA playoffs were still on. And I had something else to go watch. Because this, this is, we're struggling. We got to get Vince back in charge. Well, I think this is what happens when Vince is in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Raw was terrible. Raw was good and terrible. Uh, what's cooler than being cool? Not Raw. Raw was the worst thing I'd ever seen. First off, dear announcers, we know what their real names are. Don't spend the whole match with the Viking Raiders trying to sell us on their name being Eric and somebody. I've never seen such poor execution of announcing. I was listening to a podcast the other day. Jim Ross says the current WWE product of announcers like watching an adult film is just a bunch of oohs, ahs, and o's. Wow. <laughs> wow. And you listen to that it. That is and awful. JR wow. is right. The announcers, they were like, ooh, wow. Oh, did you hear that all that? <laughs> all of this stuff. Raw was terrible and it's from the top down i feel like not one person behind the scenes had a plan for raw post mania well okay i i can't say that they didn't have a plan i can just say that that plan doesn't make sense where they at though let let let, let's let's start here okay robert's rude well well, 2019 is not looking for a new robert we got a robert well they don't want that robert Here's here's the thing. First and foremost, um, I don't understand why it feels... First of all, okay, there's a lot of firsts. Let's back up to this. A lack of consistency 
from the WWE. They used uh, to be, to knew it. They used to be super good with making sure things made sense. This entire week, Raw and SmackDown both had elements that made no sense. Case in point, the superstar shakeup was supposed to have ended last Tuesday night. And so all of a sudden, here we are on Monday, and we've got more moves. We've got the United States champion now showing up on Raw, which, to his credit, he was supposed to show up last Monday but got very sick, so he couldn't show up. I'm okay with that. But what they could have at least done was announced that the United States champion is here and then have him show up the next week. So you've got him showing up. You have uh, all of a sudden Cesaro showing up on Monday Night Raw when if he was going to go to Raw, he should have showed up on Raw last week. Continuity destroyed. Continuity was destroyed before Triple H even got in the ring when the announcers gave away the first two matches of the night that were actually wow. being set that's up real. by Triple H in the ring. So yeah, that's think, real. think about how crazy this was. They started the broadcast by telling you the two triple threat matches and what was going to happen. Then Triple H walks in the ring, and then these six guys literally play that out in front of us. All the intrigue was lost. All the opportunity to make this a moment was lost. So they were completely off. Let me just say this. If this is what happens when, A, you're asked to work an extra night as they were asked to broadcast on Sunday night for the Shields' final stand, if that's, if that's what happens when Renee Young loses her husband uh, from the company and they can, if they can't get it together after a moment like that, somebody needs to rethink things. On top of that, because I haven't gotten to the SmackDown side of the lack of continuity, then you can't keep people's names straight. So obviously you... Uh, heard the the cry that the whole Viking experience was stupid. So now you change their name to the Viking Raiders and you want us to act like we didn't have the Viking experience last week. And then you confuse the situation even more by actually making one of their moves the name of the team that they were last week. Right. And then you do silly stuff like, wow, the Viking Raiders are trending. Well, why are they trending? They're trending because this was stupid. This was stupid. That's why they're trending. Like, I I think I'm over the smoke and mirrors that WWE have gotten really, really good at. On one hand, you know, and this is the sad part. The sad part is they actually gave us a couple of great matches. That opening triple threat match was really, really good. Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles was a really, really good match. But it all got lost in the execution from the opening, the craziness in the middle. We had literally three name changes or character changes on Monday Night Raw with no explanation. So the Viking Raiders, the Viking Experience, the Wilderbeasts, the War Raiders, the War Machine, whoever they are now, which at this rate next week, they'll have a different name. You have that. The Robert Roode situation, right? So they said there was an explanation on WWE.com. The interview they played gave no explanation. The announcers gave no explanation. Don't tell us you're going to give us an explanation, and then you don't. 
none of it made sense. So that now leads to the big question, which we have to talk about. There are a variety of thoughts. This was the number one trend in the U.S. on Monday night on a couple of occasions. Bray Wyatt and this Firefly Funhouse. What do you guys think of it? Our our, our listeners and our, our faction followers were split on social media. Some said it was scary. Some said it was ridiculously stupid. Some say that it has potential. Everybody was talking. What did you think of a slim and trim Bray Wyatt as the head of the Firefly Funhouse? Clack. I thought it was weird. Um, I definitely was not afraid. That's number one. Okay. Um, it, it almost felt like a clownish, uh, a skinny Bray is not a scary Bray. Man, they, they really missed it. I think we all agreed, what was it, GB, maybe two or three years ago when we all said that Elijah should have tossed his mantle to Elisha mm-hmm. and The Undertaker should have laid hands on Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. and made him the scariest thing we've ever seen. And he was already really creepy. Yeah. But this is stupid. This is, I hate to say it, God knows I love Noah. This is the stuff Noah likes. <laughs> Wrestling's not for me anymore. Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. Uh, Courtney. Uh, I, I I actually agree with, with Brandon Clack. I'll actually use one of his quotes from September 12, 2015. He said that he and Noah were having a debate on if Bray Wyatt should face mankind is what he wrote on his uh, Facebook post. And I actually agree with Clack in this scenario. You've been shocked that I pulled up your history. That ain't all. And so uh, I actually think that, uh, you know, got to fact check you brothers. Keep y'all straight. And uh, I actually agree that this right here seems very stupid what I don't understand when I watch the NBA playoffs I know Golden State's gonna win but the question is how are they gonna win and if they happen to lose they lose because the other team that night just simply had their number Vince McMahon knows what should happen but it's not happening Bray Wyatt could have been the number one thing in wrestling right now. Undertaker wouldn't need a new contract because we'd have Bray Wyatt. Undertaker could be out there getting his 25000 talking, telling stories, wrestling. But no, Bray Wyatt wasn't knighted. Bray Wyatt now has to come back as the creepy Mr. Rogers. So in one night, you give us creepy Mr. Rogers. You give me Robert Roode. And you give me just a bunch of other haberdashery nobody asked for. I am lost in the sauce, GB. I have no clue what is going on in WWE. I want it all to end. Uh, I'm with Clack. I'm seconds from not watching next week. Well, so so here's like my- Courtney. This is not wrestling for us, and I no. and I get it. And Vince is brilliant. Because he has catered to the next generation. He's not going to go out of style because Noah demands that I purchase everything they put out. But this is not, this just isn't for us. This is how I, I feel. The realization. This is the, the same group of people that love mumble rap. Well, <laughs> let, let, let me. Let me I, <laughs> yeah. 
I want to go back to one of your points, Courtney. You said uh, this is a scenario where Vince knows what needs to happen and won't do it. I actually disagree. I think Vince doesn't know what needs to happen because Vince is 72 years old. And it's not saying that at 72 years old, you can't have your pulse on what's going on, but it's only a select few 72. He ought to be glad he has a pulse. There's only a few select 72-year-olds that actually would have their fingers on the pulse of what's current, what's new, and what's hip. It's not a coincidence that Vince McMahon doesn't have a Facebook account, an Instagram account, and was forced onto Twitter and barely tweets. I'll just say this. Vince is stuck in the fact that he's created the WWE and he's created great success. And so in creating great success, sometimes you don't think that uh, you need help. And so AEW is the best thing that could have happened to WWE because they're going to expose the, the chinks in the armor of WWE. This entire week was nuts. And I'll say this. And let me just tell Here's a perspective I have. So at first, when I saw this Bray Wyatt thing, I was absolutely perplexed. I was like, you just took the man who is supposed to be super creepy and you made him Mr. Rogers. But then I got nervous because you want to add this twist to it. And here's why I'm nervous. Okay. Uh, And I don't know if it's because I'm having a baby in, in four weeks or what. But the idea that you're going to create a character that is really twisted around children, that doesn't bode well. It doesn't bode well at all. One of the reasons, and and people can argue whether or not the case about Michael Jackson is true or not, but where we found the Michael Jackson piece to be problematic in general is that it dealt with with children one thing is certain we are not a society that is okay with you being creepy around our kids we are not and so if you're creating a character designed to be creepy around kids it is a problem it is a major problem i just find it horrible that bray wyatt an incredibly talented talker one of the best talkers in the business A very talented wrestler, in-ring performer, has been reduced to this. Now, I suppose we should be fair and say it was week one. We don't know where else it's going to go. But I'll say this. In terms of continuity, it was not consistent with those slightly creepy vignettes we saw of these random puppets. So now these puppets end up coming back and they're smiling and they're happy and they're joyous. And I'm like... Dude, but yet you have a chainsaw and you're cutting this like it's all there's a lot of super weird, super creepy stuff that I don't know is necessary that, you know, and here's the other thing in today's society, it takes a little we we don't have the attention span we used to have. So if it doesn't come out of the gate grabbing us, we're not going to pay attention. And so those first two weeks were intriguing. But then, and I have to say, it felt like this was shown randomly. Like it didn't feel like it was supposed to come on now. It felt like it was supposed to come on another two, three, four weeks from now. So I'm I'm super 
uncertain as to what they are doing and why they are doing this. Um, it doesn't seem to have real rhyme or reason on Monday Night Raw. Again, I say bring back commissioners, bring back general managers, because this experiment of the McMahon family doing this is worse than when we had Baron Corbin as a general manager, and I hated that era. But this is bad. This is really, well, really let's, bad. Let's, let's not go that far. At, at least the McMahons have star power, so it's going to but what, what's the po- what's the point of star power if you're not using it well? I mean that's that's like well, well, just by showing up is star power. No, it's, no, they're, no. They're using it by showing up. Well, no, here's the thing. To a degree. First of not all, to their maximum capacity. First of all, they're all not showing up, right? So you know, the question is, who has the star power? On any given week, we could get any one of them. And there's the only one who shows continuity is Shane McMahon, but Shane wants to be more of a wrestler than a backstage person. So it it just doesn't make sense. And I'm I'm just kind of like, golly, you know, I I, I don't I, I don't. Again, I say if Vince McMahon has to be on our television for WWE's ratings to shoot through the roof, then WWE's doing something wrong. Both of you know as leaders. The true mark of success of your brand is when you're not present, that everything keeps moving with the consistency as when you were. If you have to be present all the time, then you don't get to go away and you don't get to have a life and you don't get to do anything. The fact that Vince won't go away because he just believes that the WWE product won't exist without his physical presence or the presence of someone named McMahon says that they have not built this brand correctly. Because NXT doesn't need Triple H to be great. Triple H doesn't have to be on our televisions every week. Matter of fact, when Triple H shows up, we know something special is happening. When William I'm, I'm Regal's- sorry. My, 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 my mic was muted. I, let, 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 let me jump ahead, GB. I, I don't know about that. I, I I agree that NXT does not need a McMahon, but I will I will I will say this: something still happens to me when Vince comes on the uh, the, uh, the the TV. Now, what 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 I will say this is this: is I don't like the manner in which the McMahons are using their TV presence. I agree that when they come on TV, they're star power. I'm not a fan of, of the McMahons always being the antagonist. In every scenario, it's the same. Sometimes I just want them to be the authority and be the sheriff. Keep everybody honest. I don't think they have to be the same role of Mr. McMahon. And 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 to be very honest with you, I actually like the face of Vince McMahon. As Vince becomes older, I want to see him be a face. Come out and give the people what they want, or come out and at least be the billionaire businessman. Do what's best for business, but but don't come out and keep being the jerk. Now the other question comes in: Do I want to see Shane wrestling every week? I don't. No, absolutely. I not. want Shane making decisions. Now at this point, Stephanie is the one I want to see on TV because at least she's not trying to be a part of the action. And so I agree with Clyde; they have star power. But I also agree that I don't want to see them hands on keeping somebody down every week. No. It's quite frankly. Can, can I ask you guys this question? Sure. My my question is, and it's back to the original Bray Wyatt issue. Is it possible that there's 
Shango, Papa Shango. You remember when Papa Shango would come out and kids would literally be in tears, terrified? Or is this just the wrong era to try to bring that kind of terror? Well, here's uh, the it, thing. Papa it, Shango's terror was not involving children. He was flat out scary, so kids were scared. It was like the Wild Samoans. I was scared of the Wild Samoans. They didn't they didn't bring up children to eat on television. They were just scary people. And I think Wait, did, did Bray yeah, eat a kid on TV? They ate children? No. Well, well, here's the deal, right? They did not show any interaction between the wild Samoans and children. They What they were was scary towards adults, so then I could automatically think I wouldn't want to meet them in a lit or dark alley. So I don't think you have to involve children in your thing to be creepy and to be scary. I just think this is not the era to, to do that kind of thing. It, here's what pains me. You will not have intergender matches because you don't want to promote violence against women, but you are okay with kids somehow being involved in an angle that maybe you think is supposed to be scary. It's not cool. It's not yeah. cool. And let me also say that... Unfortunately, I have to agree with you. Yeah, I mean, like, think, think about this. I would not want some crazy guy targeting Noah. Like, there's no way. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't want that. And so I think those are the types of things that show that he's out of touch. The fact, to your point, Courtney, that he still feels like the McMahons have to be antagonists is very 20 years ago type of thing. That's what made the Attitude Era stick. And quite frankly, that's what he's been doing for 20 years. He'll have an occasional moment where he'll be nice. But other than that, He's doing this foolishness, and nobody wants that. We're sick of that. We saw our kids have seen it now. Hey, but Bray Wyatt looks great. He does. He's in great shape. He's in <laughs> he looks great, great. He's in great shape. Shout out JoJo. All right, so we're gonna take a oh. break. When we come back, oh my god! When oh we god. come back, the SmackDown Superstar Shakeup continues as well. Uh, Bailey takes on Charlotte, and did we see this coming? Hmm. Let's go to some music uh, for the theme song of Matt Riddle. It's from CFO. It's called Hey Bro. You've got it locked to the faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. I got a lot left in the tank. What's up, guys? This is Mark here, the world's strongest man, and you're tuned in to the faction. Bro.
Son. Welcome back to the Faction Network. Hey, bro, by Matt Riddle's theme song. GB, give us the news. All right. We are going to the recap of SmackDown. SmackDown Live took place last night. These guys are still in the Midwest. They were in a very intriguing place. Get this. The Pinnacle Bank Arena in Lincoln, Nebraska. I can't tell you anything that happened there. Not a thing. So with that said, uh, things started off with Shane McMahon addressing Roman Reigns. Basically, how you going to hit my daddy? You got no right to hit my daddy. Come on out here so I can you can get these hands. Problem is, Elias gave him the hands. Elias and Shane came up and beat Roman Reigns. Apparently, Roman was reminded that on SmackDown, there's no shield. There's no friends. You're on your own, bro. With that said, the Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor all of a sudden battles Andrade. Wait a minute. The same Andrade they got shipped to Raw last week gets shipped back to SmackDown this week, and it's not 2020 yet. Hmm. Anyway, Finn Balor defeats Andrade. Then Kyrie Sane gets her first uh, solo match in WWE and defeats Peyton Royce. You know, these tag champs haven't seemingly won a match since they've been yep. champs. Yep. Interesting. All right. Uh, Lars Sullivan showed up again. He demolished quite a few people just because he's Lars Sullivan with big head and ugly teeth. Then Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair went face-to-face for the first time since WrestleMania. Becky says, hey, listen, I'm about tired of this Charlotte Flair. Can we do some other things? Bailey comes out and says, hey, it's the same old, same old. Charlotte says I deserve it. So Charlotte and Bailey go at it. For Charlotte to defeat Bailey to earn a SmackDown women's title match. And so Becky, two belts, will defend both belts at 
the pay-per-view in two separate matches. That ought to be interesting. Then Kofi Kingston has his first singles match as WWE champion, defeating Shinsuke Nakamura via disqualification when Rusev interferes. All of a sudden, there's all sorts of things going on. Kofi saves Big O from getting kicked in the face, throws the guy out, and then what I thought would happen last week happened this week as Kevin Owens became Kevin Owens and savagely attacked the New Day and certainly has catapulted himself into number one title contender as the number one contender for the WWE Championship. So that three times fast. So with that said, let's talk about last night's episode of SmackDown Live. Uh, uh, live from Lincoln, Nebraska. The only thing great from Lincoln, Nebraska is Johnny Carson, who's from Lincoln, Nebraska, and also former uh, Vice President Dick Cheney's from Lincoln, Nebraska. And there was that one time that Nitro and Thunder were there in December in 2000. Uh, uh, so Lincoln, Nebraska doesn't have a lot going on. Shout out to Cornhuskers. But it didn't have anything going on uh, last night either because SmackDown sucketh. Uh, the only good thing about SmackDown was watching KO turn on Kofi and the match that they're going to give us. Other than that, I am still lost in the sauce. Shane McMahon looks great like he's been in the gym. Roman Reigns looks like he's alone. But other than that, I'm lost in the sauce. I have no clue what's going on. Do these WWE women's tag titles just mean anything? <sighs> questions, questions that I don't know have answers. Clack, uh, what do you think of SmackDown? Yeah, it felt like it was a bunch of individuals that are uh, almost out to just make sure that they shine. I agree yep. with Courtney. Shane looked great. Roman looked great. Uh, KO looked great. Uh, Kofi, I even thought, looked great in a beatdown. Uh, so it, it, I don't feel the cohesive camaraderie necessary for an overall brand win. So to me, yes, SmackDown definitely struggled. Because to me, I, I think it needs to tell an overall story instead of just individual stories. You know, it's it's also interesting. I think this is part of the challenge of a superstar shakeup. I think people forget that anytime one new person joins a team, you have a brand new team. Um, and so when you have multiple new people join, you've got a lot of things to work through. And I think there was a lot to work through with SmackDown, with with Raw, that they've not given themselves time to. I almost feel like, and this is going to sound crazy, but you'll get it. This feels like WCW circa 2000 into 2001. This whole idea that we're just going to throw a bunch of stuff up against the wall and hopefully one of these things will stick. You know, Uh, for instance, I'm nervous about bringing Roman Reigns over to SmackDown because I'm nervous for what that's going to mean for Kofi Kingston's reign as WWE champion. We all know that it's only a matter of time before Roman Reigns enters the championship picture. When it happens, how soon it'll happen, we don't know. Um, But that one thing makes me nervous. Uh, I don't know that any of us really believe that Kevin Owens would be a real replacement for Big E in uh the new day it was entertaining though it was entertaining and you know i thought he was turning on them last week and when he didn't i thought well maybe he's turned over a new leaf and uh he didn't let me down he was certainly kevin owens um and i kind of like where that's going but i think it's all everything's being convoluted i failed to mention that they even broke up 
the team of Aleister Black and Ricochet. These guys who got all these tag team title shots now are separated at birth. One's on Raw, one's on SmackDown. I, 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 uh, whew, it's a lot. Um, it's, it's, it's all stupidity, GB. I mean, I, I really have almost nothing good to say. Yeah, I, I, now, uh, I, GB, I am. A, you mentioned Roman Reigns. Yes. And you did so with disdain. And I'm wondering, is that because of your sentiments towards Kofi keeping the strap? Or would you are you saying that you don't want to see Kofi and Roman Reigns going toe-to-toe? Which, which one are you leaning towards? Well, I, I want Kofi to have a significant and lengthy reign. I, I, I think he deserves to be more than a transitional champion. Um, yeah, don't Sasha him. Yeah, don't. Oh, oh God. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm just nervous. And I think Kofi needs to be able to show the world that you know this was not a one-off this was not a fluke him becoming wwe champion i think he has a lot to offer um my concern is roman reigns we already know roman reigns is kind of the john cena of this era and uh, he is still the number one star in the company and i think it's intriguing i think they moved him from raw to allow seth to be the number one guy on Raw, or at least have Seth battle AJ Styles for that moment. But I, I just don't want to see the WWE champion um, turned into a mid-card star. Uh, I think I feel like CM Punk relative to this. CM Punk's big thing was the WWE champion should be the last one on the show, and he should be the the place where the title gets the most, or the, the, that gets the most attention, which I agree with. Um, and we've seen WWE champions relegated to the middle of the show. I'm glad last night he was not on the middle of the show. He was at the end of the show. Um, I just hope that they will give Kofi the opportunity to be viewed in the public as a WWE champion. It's one thing to win the title. It's another thing to be viewed as the champion so that when people call your name, people will think, okay, this guy's actually going to win this match. This guy could win this match. Um, and I hope that they give Kofi that opportunity. So well, it's Billy Graham that, said Kofi needs to take steroids. Billy Graham should be glad he's even alive right now. Wait a minute. No, there's no no, there's no <laughs> wait a minute. Billy Graham, do you remember Billy Graham tried to make a comeback in the 80s and he had hip replacement surgery and came back and still couldn't cut it? He ought to be glad that all the steroids he did and all of the horrible things he's sown has not come back to take him out of here. I think I'm just saying he said he said he needs to he needs to take steroids. I know what, what he, he said. said, and and the fact that he was oh, let me shut up. Clack, do you think Kofi should take steroids? No, I don't think so. I, I think Kofi needs to rely on what got him to the dance. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I actually agree with GB. I, I hope that Kofi doesn't lose the strap, but I do need him to have opponents that we have traditionally seen be very successful against other champions. I need him to overcome solid adversity. Yes, I agree. And I, that, and that's, that's very well said. So I bring on Roman. Well, that's where I also think Kevin Owens is good for him, though. Kevin Owens is a good is a former Universal Champion. He's a guy who's been in the main event picture for quite some time, and I think he's a guy who's certainly a tough opponent. He got the last title match before Kofi Kingston did, so I think he's a guy that would do that. He's certainly a tough, tough, 
tough com- uh, competitor. He's uh, he's the guy who I think would be good for this. But I, to your point, I think a win over Roman Reigns would absolutely catapult Kofi into us really looking at him as a superstar. You know. I agree. Yeah. It it, it they they, they got to give him the right competition though, GB. Well, we got to believe. But here's our challenge right now. So much has happened on SmackDown that you kind of don't even know who on earth is left to be a credible opponent. Cuz I was thinking to myself like who's going to be the challenger for him? AJ Styles is gone. Can you imagine that match? You know. Right. Um so AJ's gone. Uh, who else is there? They've reduced Shinsuke, so Shinsuke isn't the Shinsuke he used to be. That would have been amazing if he was the old Shinsuke. I can't really think. Uh, you know, the Miz is gone. He's over on Raw. Uh, Finn Balor would be a good match, but he's the Intercontinental Champion. That'd be a good match. Samoa Joe is gone. Um, I think it's just time to reestablish who your top guys on SmackDown really are. So agree, yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to watch. Uh, l- let me ask this question too: Your thoughts on Charlotte versus uh, Becky again? There are a lot of people who are saying we've seen this over and over and over again. Give us something. Well, new. well, well. Tell the women to step up. How about that? Yeah, ladies, step up. Courtney. I'm watching with my wife catching up on the show, and she's watching the women's matches. She leans over and says, "Courtney, this is horrible," and tells me all the reasons why she knows what's going to happen before it's happened. So, ladies, step up. Stop complaining about it and take the brass ring. So, so, so. With that said, we didn't even talk about this, but we saw the return of Alicia Fox Monday night. Oh Jesus, help us! Is that where we are? <laughs> Is that where we are, Alicia? Alicia Fox. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to, quite honestly, why we saw the return of Alicia Fox. I'm trying to figure out why she's still employed. Yeah, I'm trying to understand that. I mean, like, if and, if, and that's what I mean, ladies, step up. They offered you a women's revolution, and you've done diddly squat with it. Well, I can't say they've done wow. diddly squat, but I think this does raise an interesting point. It raises a very interesting point, one that I don't know that any of us really wanted to mention. This whole concern post-WrestleMania has been because of the absence. Oh, no, 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 no. Of Ronda Rousey. No, 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 no. It is not the absence of Ronda Rousey. It is the absence of good wrestling by the ladies. Uh, I like what you're saying, GB. GB, you got a point. Here's the thing. Oh, had, uh, here's uh, here's oh, the thing. No. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want you to consider this, right? Consider this. Do you remember how challenging the NBA was without Michael Jordan? No, because Kobe was there. No, 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 no. There was never another Michael Jordan, and it took a minute for a Kobe to rise. It took a minute for LeBron to rise. It took a minute for a Steph Curry to rise. It took a minute before we started talking about Kevin Durant and several of these other guys. I think what we have right now is this. When certain people are in play, it makes you better. A Ronda Rousey, whether we wanted to acknowledge it or not, made the other superstars better. And the problem that we have right now is, okay, Ronda's gone, 
And, you know, a lot of us figured, okay, well, we'll just go back to, you know, having f this this lit the, f the spark and the fire. But the problem is this. You got to the main event of WrestleMania. What do you do to stay there? And I think it's not enough for it to be built on two people. Becky and Charlotte are still your... And here's the thing. It's Becky and Charlotte and then everybody else. And that that's kind of... That's kind of problematic. You've got uh, a Sasha Banks who's screaming and hollering about she doesn't like her spot. Uh, Naomi who has been vocal about her complaints, but you know, get better. But get here's, better. The, That's all but I here's say. the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, who do you get better against? Because if everybody's at the same level then either everybody's incrementally getting better or there's nobody who's leading the pack. And they all can't have uh, a program with Charlotte. Let, let me say this. A year and a half ago, Becky Lynch was nobody. She got out on social media, the only thing she could control, and recreated herself by trash talking everything moving, calling herself a new name. It created some buzz. She started getting more mic time, and this is Enzo Amore 101. Started getting more mic time, started talking, started introducing some of the things she was doing on Twitter in the ring. She started then stepping up a little bit more in her, in her matches. In her matches became worth watching, which gave her a little bit more energy, and the opponent she was wrestling against more energy. She created her own path. Ladies, do the same thing. Well, I can't say do the exact same thing because here's the thing. That was Becky's strength. I don't know that some of these other competitors have found that particular strength because a lot of them aren't talkers. So if you're not a talker, they've got to find something else that's going to distinguish them. And it has to be more than an outfit or a snazzy entrance. It find has you a manager. Be... Yeah, well, it, it, it's hard to be great. It's hard to be great if you can't emulate a Hall of Famer. Let's just tell the truth. Becky was or is whatever she is because she can plagiarize. She's Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right? We're not happy about Becky. We're happy Austin is back. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I think, be, I, be, I, I think that, that there are some things that remind us of Austin, but I won't go as you far said as... Some, you said something. You don't, don't you mean all things? Nope. And I'm gonna, tell, I'm gonna tell Back you. To getting arrested, Clack. I'm going to tell you like someone close to you told the rest of us. She's not jealous. She's simply inspired. She was inspired by a certain Stone Cold and said, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna do my thing." The truth of it is, we've never seen a woman trash talk like this we've never seen a woman go and say all these types of things and back it up and the truth of it is this we all like somebody who can talk smack and back it up that wasn't solely a stone cold quality we love that about jake the snake we love that about ravishing rick rude we love that about the million dollar man ted dibiase we love that about the nature boy rick flair I can't give that all the Stone Cold. We love that about Roddy Piper. We love people who talk smack and can back it up. GB, it's, it's not you're acting like cocky she did not you completely can back rip off Austin. She didn't. Come on. She, she didn't. didn't rip off Jake the Snake. When did she bring Damien down to the ring? 
There's no need to bring a snake to the ring if you can talk your way. That's not because she was the rattlesnake. That's not an Austin. That's not an exclusive Austin quality. If that, I mean, what do you think Dusty Rhodes did? What do you think Ric Flair did? What do you What do you think? You you are you are willfully ignoring the fact. I'm not willfully ignoring. She was. Which which superstar did she pattern her everything after? No, 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 no. Here's the deal. This prominent. Here's here's the deal. The deal is if we're if if talking and getting people into seats is what she did, that's what every wrestler is required to do. If we're perfectly honest, and only some of them did it really really well. Just talking. She She was trash talking. talking. She didn't. She, so she didn't give maybe, anybody. So you she didn't give anybody. You, she didn't give. She didn't give anybody the finger. She didn't say hell GB, yeah to anybody. You, she didn't. She did not. She did GB. not bring out beer cans and and smash them together. She didn't drive a beer truck. What in. were the fans crying for at WrestleMania? Don't you remember? They were they crying wanted for a Becky. beer toast. No, who they said wanted that? a beer toast with Austin. We're, I said that that would be an amazing move. But it wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary. Would have been nice, though. Austin wasn't been coming real back. Sweet. That would have been dope. That would have been, been really, sweet. really dope. And I'm sorry that WWE couldn't and, make that and happen. And here's why that would have been amazing instead of that just happening to Asuka. Because Becky patterned her wrestling existence after Austin. Here's the here's the At other least thing. In, in this moment. It, it couldn't happen to Asuka because Asuka's not a talker. I mean, you have to have could, okay. certain. You have to have certain to things Flair. to work with. It could Char- happen to Charlotte. Charlotte Austin wasn't it coming didn't, to it, do a beer toast with Charlotte. You know why? Because Charlotte got the rub from her daddy. That's why Charlotte what? grew up. Charlotte grew up in the house with her father, watching him trash talk. Oh, y'all, so all oh, she y'all has have to do lost is y'all go, rabbit minds now. Hold on. Wait a minute. No, this is the no, same. GB Charlotte, is right about that point. It's the same Charlotte Flair. Who was told she wasn't giving 100%. Go back and watch the old NXT Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair was not the Charlotte you see today. She had, and when she came into WWE, she had her dad by her side most of that time until she could stand on her own. I think if we're honest, there are a lot of wrestlers who are having a daddy. I'm not faulting her. What I'm saying is that's why Austin didn't have to hand it to her because Flair handed it to her. And if we're honest, Flair handed it to a lot of people. There were a lot of people who looked at Flair and looked at uh, Dusty Rhodes to figure. Oh, no, don't do it. Flair definitely handed it to a lot of people. I cannot believe Gerard Bonner is ignoring the similarities between Becky Lynch and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm not ignoring the similarities. I am saying that it is not Austin's fault that we have her i'm saying that it's very possible to be inspired by other people and then take it and make it your own it happens all the time all so the time. how is it making her own when she got arrested by the police both hands behind her back so, every, her so everybody who gets somewhere so everybody who gets arrested is patterning stone cold no gb no. So, so, let me, so wait. So let me ask this question. It came for Becky's neck the three of, of her doing that. The three of them fighting in the police car, right? That was Kicking gold. It, that that was gold. Who did that? 
Austin that didn't do golden. that. Austin was arrested was and pulled away. Them fighting in that car and kicking out the window, that stuff was awfully original. Unless you can tell me, you know, when Maybe Austin you did completely that. Ignored, you completely I'm ignored not, the point well, I was referencing. You, you asked, how did she make it her own? What did she do? She did a bunch of stuff. She did a bunch of stuff. Austin didn't operate on social media. He didn't have that. So we didn't hear Austin trash talking seven days a week. We got that from her. And her stuff was so now clever. Now, that's not Stone Cold's fault. If, if Austin oh, would have no, Instagram back then, come on. He'd still be wrestling. He'd still be wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> if The Rock had an Instagram back then. Oh, shoot. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. That would have been epic, yo. That oh, been my epic. Lord. But here's the it's thing. She's not right? a Stone Cold copycat. No, she's not a Stone Cold copycat. Was she influenced by Stone Cold? I think I think so. But then again, there are a lot of people who are influ- influenced by Stone Cold. A lot of them. But all of them haven't hit that. There's an Eli Drake over an Impact who, if you listen to him and you watch his mannerisms, he is a he is he looks he behaves as if The Rock and Stone Cold had a love child. It'd be Eli Drake. He talks like them. He has charisma, but he has not hit superstardom. And that's not because he didn't have the WWE juggernaut. Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy became overnight superstars reinventing their careers in a place like Impact because they took something and made it work for them. I'm just saying it's okay to be influenced and inspired by people, but that doesn't guarantee you superstardom. At some point, you got to give her credit. At some point, you got to give her credit. Because this was not an easy thing for her to do. I, I absolutely give her credit. You know, if you're gonna completely preach somebody else's sermon and you're gonna do it right, you got to be able to, to at least recite it well. So I, I mean, I'll give her credit. She, she did her great, a great job at practicing. What? Oh boy! <laughs> Listen, the WWE needs Becky. For all of you out there still in Clark's messages, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was proof right there. If you need anything else, he knows, man. Oh, my God. Well, we, we need to go ahead and get out of here. This has been an incredible discussion. This is what I love. Oh, my God. This is man, just- what is all that? Do you have some kittens in the background or something, Clark? What is all that? <laughs> what is that? Sorry. <laughs> the zip of my bag oh, oh i was so like <laughs> what it, it did that? sound like now that. you know i don't do animals there was no cats no dogs oh I my do god oh, anybody that's listening if you love me don't ever send me an animal i'm sending no. it right back you can't listen. trust me. when i first met you like you had some type of an animal no i did not did you have a dog or something no i would never have a dog an animal a bird Nothing. Anything didn't that your, has a heart and it can't talk. Didn't your family kidding. have a have a dog when y'all lived in Ohio? Yes, and I let that dog out the back door and it never came back. Oh God, <laughs> I told that dog it's either me or you, and I paid the bill. Good luck. So you Close just, the door you just the casually open the door. GB, are you a dog person? Uh, I don't need either of them. If I had to take one, it'd be a dog over a cat. But I'm generally allergic to dog hair, so. But I do believe this, that cats were not made of God. God didn't, God didn't make cats. He didn't make cats. <laughs> None of us will ever be invited to Natalia's house. Uh, nope. Nope. But I love her. She's great. Nice person. Yeah. 
So nice person. Yeah, what a what a great show! Oh my god, I hope you guys have totally enjoyed the day, today's show. Here's how you, you can reach out to us by way of social media. Clack, Brandon J. Clack on all the social media platforms. Don't send me any animals. <laughs> Not even George the Animal Steal. No animals. No nah. animals. Now, if you have a collector's item action figure of George the Animal Steal, DM me. DM you. <laughs> I was about to say that would be I that changes the game. Your name on right? That would be dope. That'd be dope. It Courtney, is so. How, how can they reach? Hey, at C Major Beard on Instagram or Twitter, Courtney Beard on Facebook. I would love to chat with you. And of course, you can reach me at Bonnerfied. And of course, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. We have a lot, and I do mean a lot, of content to talk about. We can't get to it all here on the show, but if you stick with us all throughout the week, we've got some great discussions. That are happening there. So until next time, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB, and we are the faction. 